We've been in this, we started this series last week um, called BLESS, uh, and it's an acronym for um, a few words. Uh, and, and the first one, right, is begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. Um, I did ask Fern to play that song uh, for us this morning um, just to kind of get us ready uh, and, and just kind of align ourselves with the Lord. Um, because I, I think for most people, um, I think we tend to want to do things right away, right? This morning I woke up, um, you know, dropped my wife off to work, 5 a.m. You, you might be wondering why I dropped Janine off to work. It's, I just do that because I love her, um, because I know 12 hours of being a nurse, I don't know. But based off of her body and her expression, being a nurse in the ICU unit seems tough. And so I'm trying to figure out ways out how I could bless her and, 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 um, and really just spend time with her. Because uh, tonight she's going to come home. I'm not even going to see her. <laughs> you know, uh, but right, uh, this morning, right, we just tend to want to do things. Um, you know, one of our go-to things we want to do right, right away is we make coffee. Right? That's, that's one of the rhythms we have. We make coffee, um, go to the bathroom, do your business. Go back down, have coffee again, sit on the couch, maybe shut your eyes a little bit. If you have kids, you're probably like, all right, how can I stay quiet for 10 minutes, right? There, there's certain things that we like to do um, uh, right away, right? Uh, and I caught myself this morning uh, because I needed to get the slides out to Bruce because um, I, I don't want to be late on that and all that stuff. The first thing I wanted to do was email him out, Right? I wanted to say, look, Bruce, here's, here's this, this, this. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to do was, how can I connect myself with the Lord? Right? We're a culture who loves to do things. And because it's easy. It's easy to get the day started just by getting tasks done. Uh, but to be in silence or to be aligned ourselves with the Lord, it's, it's hard. Right? It's hard. Um, in Matthew... Uh, 22, 37, 38. Um, most of you guys know this, this verse, and it's uh, the greatest commandment, right? It's the greatest commandment. And, he, and uh, the Pharisees are asking Jesus and uh, trying to trick him, trying to kill him, um, and throwing all these tests at him, right? Uh, before this, they just asked Jesus, like, who, who do we pay taxes to, right? And he, Jesus said, who, whose face is on the, that, that coin? You, you pay it to Caesar, and here's the, the other question. What's the greatest commandment, right? And what's the greatest commandment? Um, and Jesus says this teach, um, in verse 37. says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Right? This is the greatest and first commandment. Um, and we do know the second one. The second one is love your neighbor as yourself, right? You do, you do that, you know, you all the law and the prophets, they, they all go into loving God, loving people. Um, but our tendency as a church um, is to do the second part. We love serving people. It's good, right? We love getting tasks done. We love to do things, right? We're a church of doers. Um, because, it's, again, it's easy. It's tangible. It's an instant reward. Sometimes it's not rewarding, but 
there's some gratification to know that you helped somebody. Right? There's some gratification to know that you gave a gas card to someone who needed gas, whether you got tricked or not. Right? There's, there's some gratification to you giving a dollar to someone on the street, whether they needed it or not. Right? It, it, it feels really good to help people sometimes. Uh, but when it comes to the Lord, uh, it takes work. It takes time. It takes effort. Right? But it's just like dating. You didn't marry the one you wanted to marry just by saying, marry me. No, you spent time. You went out on dinner dates. You went to the beach. You went on bike rides. Right? You spent time with that person to figure out, man, do I love this person or do I not? And when you figure out if you love this person or not, what do you do? You spend even more time, right? You, you, you commit some, some things that you never thought you would commit to, right? You compromise some things that you never thought you would compromise because you love this person. And it's the same thing with God, right? You never know, right? You'll never love God if you do not spend time with him. Right? You can't say you love God, right, and just do things, do things, do things, but never spend time with them. Right? How do you know that you love God? Have you ever asked that question? How do you know that you love God? Ultimate biblical answer, yes, because he died for you. But do you understand the details of what that took? He created you from the beginning. He put you in the garden. He showed you, he foreshadowed, uh, he put kings and, and all these prophets in the Old Testament to show you that, man, those saviors were good, those kings were good, but they were not like Jesus. Right? He shows us that, man, he puts us in the wilderness and he will take us out and bring us to the promised land one day. Right? The details of why you love God, of, of how he loves us, man, are so important because it deepens our relationship with him. And it deepens this first commandment, right? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Right? Doing things doesn't do that. Right? If we twist this, right, if we start doing things before loving God, we're just good people. We're just good people. There's a lot of good people in the earth, right? But not a lot of them love, love the Lord. And he says this, right, in, in John 15. He says, I am the vine. I am the true vine. Starting in verse 1, 15, verse 1, he says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples on the day he was a betray, going to be betrayed, on the day he was
right? His lasting request before he died um, wasn't to say, hey, uh, John, Peter, uh, Andrew, I want you guys to go do this. No, he tells them this. He says, I am the vine, uh, I am the true vine, and my uh, father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that he may bear fruit. Let me jump down to verse 4. He says, abide in me. These are Jesus's, some of his lasting words to his disciples. He said, abide in me, remain in me. The Greek word, right, term there is meno, right? Stay connected to me, never depart from me, right? And he says, abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Do you understand, right? We could do good works and be good people, right? But if we are not connected to the vine, what we do does not matter. What we do simply glorifies you versus, right, our work can glorify God if we stay connected to him. And you know what that work can do? It can flourish. When you are connected with the Lord. Man, there's a lot of things, um, e- even in ministry, it's so easy to just do things, do things and feel good. And at the end of the day, right, you evaluate and you just wonder, what did I do that for? Was that for me? Or was that to expand the gospel? Right? Abiding in the Lord allows us to align our life, right, with what God's will is. And that's what prayer does. It aligns us with the Lord. It aligns us with what God wants. And I know we probably hear this a lot, that spend time with God, spend time in prayer, but it's, it's true. It, it's really true. You, you should spend, if you've been a Christian for two plus years, right, and you still have a tough time praying, something's wrong there. Right, if you've been a Christian for two plus years, and I, uh, like, if I came up to you and said, hey, can you pray for this person, and you're saying, oh, I don't, no, if I could do that. I don't know how. I don't, um, I'm really uncomfortable with that. Matthew 6, 6 says this, I should pray in secret. Well, you took that verse completely out of context, right? No, if, if you've been a follower of the Lord for two plus years, you should be praying for people left and right. It don't got to be special. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It could be super simple, right? Because Right? If you've been following the Lord for two plus years, I guarantee you he has been talking to you and saying, hey, man, I think you should really pray for your coworker right now. And because of your insecurity, because of your embarrassment of how to pray and all that stuff, you probably don't. But the Lord says prayer is so simple. Right? His, the Lord's prayer is really, really simple. Right? Our God in heaven, you're holy. Your kingdom come. Give me some bread. Forgive me. (laughs) Boom. Super simple. The first rhythm, right, to get all this started, right, is just to simply pray. It's to simply love the Lord first. Here's what prayer does, right? Here's what prayer does. Prayer allows us to communicate our love for God. 
It's a way we can communicate our love for God. Janine, Janine, um, around this time of the year, right, um, she, you know, because it's her birthday, my birthday's coming up, she starts to think, like, oh, what are little things I could do for Janine, uh, for, for Janine, for herself. Uh, what, what are little things I could do for Brian, right? Um, right? And she'll get me, like, a pie from Grand Travers Pie Company, crumble cookie. You know, she'll get me, like, an ice cream or something. And it's really cool. I'm like, oh, she's thinking about me. Um, but, but that only lasts for a super short time. Because at the end of the week, I'm questioning, man, Janine, do you love me? <laughs> Yesterday, I literally asked her, I said, boo, do you, do you like me? Do you like me? I, I was real serious because I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure, right? Um, you know, being married for eight years, this is still a, a, an insecurity of mine because uh, words matter to me, right? She could do all the most extravagant things in the world, Right? But if she just doesn't simply say, Brian, I like you and I love you. If she doesn't say that, then, then all her other works don't matter. Right? And this is what prayer does. It allows us to communicate to the Lord uh, beyond doing things. Right? It allows us to communicate to the Lord and say, God, I like you. I like spending time with you. I love you. I love this time together. I love this five minutes of silence with you. I love to listen to you. I love to be here with you. I love that you get to correct me. I love that I get to listen to you, right? There are so many things that that's what prayer does, right? It communicates our love for the Lord. You got to use your words, right? Same, same thing for asking. There, there are things with Janine, right, where I have these expectations that, you know, uh, when we come home from an elders meeting, hopefully the dishes are washed, right? I'm not saying this like because I'm like a, a, a misogynist or anything because after a long day, you want to come home and you're like, oh, this is, this is so cool that the house is clean, right? Because normally I'm the main dishwasher, like I'll do all that stuff for Janine when she's at work too because I want it to be super simple and easy for her when she gets home. Right, I want her just to plop down and she gets a plate of food, right? But sometimes on Mondays, that's not that. I don't get that. <laughs> I come home, I'm like, well, bro, Bear is still not on a walk. Bear is doing some odd thing, right? There's still dishes. And I'm like, man, I got to do all this and it's 10 o'clock, right? Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But... <laughs> But I guess the, the idea, right, the idea is this, right, um, is, is to express your expectations. It's to ask for what you want, right? If I wanted the dishes washed after elders meeting, like, I could simply send a text and say, Janine, uh, I would really love if, 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 you just, if, if you just wash the dishes today. I got like 30% once I get home. I got 30% of attention, of energy. Um, I'm re really irritable, right? Elders meeting was absolutely horrendous. All they did was, well, no, I'm kidding, right? <laughs> right, um, right, no, right, even if it's a good elders, right, it, just, it just takes a lot out of you. You guys know what meetings do, right? And just to simply communicate, Janine, can, can, you, can you do this? Right? And that's what prayer does. It communicates our love. It communicates our expectations. It communicates what we want. And we won't always get what we want. Second thing, right? Prayer puts us in a state of dependency on God. 
right? Prayer is simply saying, God, here's, here's my wants. Here's my expectations. Here's, uh, here's my love for you. I don't, I don't know if I'll get what, what I want, but I just want you to know that it's all in your hands now. It's all in your hands. Number three, it says prayer is a way for us to talk, for us to talk, uh, for God to talk to us, right? Do you know that God talks to us, right? He talks to us through his words, right, through, through scripture, right? And, and, and in that, in that uh, time of prayer, right, he encourages us. Right, he affirms us. Right, all over scripture you'll see, and like even in Zephaniah 3.17, he says, The Lord your God, a mighty warrior who, who saves, he is cheering for you. He loves you. Right? And there are times where he's going to correct you. Right, yesterday, um, I'm using all these experiences from yesterday for some reason, but uh, yesterday Janine gets home and um, right, she does this thing where she puts her lunchbox on the table. And it just triggers the heck out of me. I don't know why, right? I don't know, it just does, right? And, and what triggers her is when I say, Janine, why'd you put that lunchbox right there? This is 8, 8 p.m., right? She's just, she was just taking care of people for, for who knows how long, right? And I'm like, and I'll be like, hey, um, Janine, why is your lunchbox over there, right? And it was a wrong thing to say at the wrong time, right? And we fought for like 10 minutes, <laughs> right? And, 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 but, right, uh, at the end of that night, I'm like, why did I say that? Why did I say that? Why did I say that? I'm such an idiot. Why did I, why did I do that? And, um, right, and the Lord was just saying, Brian, that, that was dumb, actually. That was really, really dumb. Why would you say that to your wife who has worked hard? Um, and, like, you know that that's a trigger, you know, and so we had some pillow talk, and I said, boo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, for saying that. I'm sorry for being dumb in that way. Right? And that's what prayer does. God speaks to us and, and shows us, hey, that, that was wrong. You should say sorry. Right? And, and, and God talks to us. Sometimes he calls us to obedience. He calls us to spend, he calls us to pray for people you don't want to pray for. He calls us to spend time with people you don't want to pray for, that you don't want to spend time with. Right? Lately, um, Jim goes to uh, Jim and Nicole go to this place called Spring Lake CrossFit. I go to the better gym called Muskegon CrossFit, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, there are times I just don't want to go there. I just don't want to be there. One probably because I'm just tired, right? From uh, from all the working out and or, or just simply I just don't want to be there. But sometimes God will be like, "Hey, you should go there today. You shouldn't be alone." You should go talk to people who don't know Jesus. Right? Sometimes God will call us as he speaks to us through prayer. He'll call us to obedience. Right? He'll call us to obedience. This is why it's so important that we begin in prayer. We begin our, our time, right? our, our, our mindset with the moment you wake up. Right? Um, or the moment you just get to breathe, just to realign yourself with the Lord, whether it takes five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, a minute. Right? Connect with the Lord. Because that's the first and greatest commandment. Because when you connect with the Lord, you'll love people well. You will. Right? I'm sure you, you'll ask, you could ask anyone in here if they, when they spend time with the Lord, right, their day just is different. Something about their mindset, their heart, their motivations are just different. Right? And so 
Um, I got four Ps for you. I, I stole this um, from a book right, called Bless. <laughs> um, there's four Ps. Four Ps just to kind of get ready to spend time with the Lord. Right? Um, and so uh, if we could have that list up there. Um, the first, first two Ps are, are kind of like, they're kind of like inward, right? Uh, the first two Ps are kind of inward, and the next two Ps are kind of outward. Um, Bruce, can you, can you put those up there? So the first one, right, first one is this, right, is, is to plan. Second one is to prepare, right? And then three and four are kind of like these outward Ps, all right? Four Ps, so let's go with the first one, uh, plan. Plan to spend time with God, right? Just like you plan to spend time with some friends, you put it on your calendar, put your time with God on your calendar. It's real simple, right? And you're probably wondering why we do this. It's because Jesus did. Jesus made time, right? It doesn't matter, right? There's no set, like, there's no correct time. You could do it anytime you want, right? This is what Jesus does. He and, and rising very early in the morning, right, we see Jesus rises in the morning and, and he spends time with the Father. Right? In the next verse he says it was day. In the middle of the day he, he got away and he spent time with the Father. And that last verse, right, Jesus literally had a crowd coming to him and saying, Jesus, please heal me. Please heal me. Right? And what does Jesus do? Right? He withdraws. Right? Oftentimes we think, oh, Jesus healed every single person. No. Right? That is a wrong view because what Jesus' intention on this earth was not to heal every single person on this earth, but what his intention was on this earth, right? Part of it was to expand the gospel of, right? The gospel of himself. And so what does he do? He says he withdraws to desolate places and prays. Plan for this. Plan, Plan to pray. Real simple. Put it on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. Second P, right, is simply to prepare. You ever go somewhere, right, and you're not, you're not prepared? Right? Like, it's like going to a grocery store and you don't have your wallet and your wife on the speed dial. Or you're going to buy, you're not going to buy the right thing, first of all, Right? Um, second of all, you're not going to be able to pay your, for any of the groceries if you don't come with a wallet, if you don't come with your phone and have your wife on speed dial tell you we need toilet paper, right? We need some, some creamer. We need some of this, right? You got to come prepared, right? Just like you plan to go, go to your grocery store. You come prepared so you don't overspend, right? You don't tell the grocery, the grocery store doesn't tell you what to do. You tell it what to do, right? But you got to come prepared, Right? If Jesus says this, right, come to me, all who, are la- all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Right? Jesus says, if you come to me, bro, come prepared with your problems. Come prepared to share and vent all the things that you are going through. Because if you do come to me, right, and if you do come prepared, right, I'm going to give you rest. I'll help you out. I got you. Right? Come prepared with your problems. Come prepared to praise him. 
Right? Come prepared to thank him. Come prepared to just kind of evaluate your day and your week and say, man, God, thank you for everything. And that's what the Psalms kind of show us, right? In Psalm 145, he says, says, I will extol you, my God and my king. Be prepared to come with your problems, but also be prepared to praise him. And the the last two, right, are kind of combined. um, Places and people. Places and people. This is more outward. Um, If you're connected with the Lord, right, and you're listening to him and, and, and you're kind of communing with him, Right? And, and you ask a simple question, God, what do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to talk to today? Sometimes he'll ask you to talk to people you don't want to talk to. And you know what? Like, that's what happened in Scripture. In Jonah, right, for, for a lot of us, we know Jonah as this guy who got eaten by a whale or a big fish. Right? There's a reason why he got eaten by a fish. He didn't want to go to the people God uh, asked him to go to. And and, in Jonah 1, 1 through 3, he says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amathea, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. Right? Sometimes when we're in communion and when we're connected to the Lord, he's going to ask us to go places. And for Jonah, right, he asked him to go to Nineveh. Right? For some of us, right, um, sometimes I... Sometimes I feel like the Lord tells me not to take the highway to go, to, uh, go home. Sometimes he tells me to take Peck Street, go down Broadway, right? Because um, for some reason, uh, Peck Street and Broad, going down Broadway are these, like, dangerous places, right? Do you realize it's not that dangerous? Do you realize those people, that street, need Jesus? Right? And, and, and that's what happens when you're, you're connected with the Lord. Sometimes he tells you to do things you don't want to do. Right? Uh, my first year here, people have warned me, don't go down Broadway. Don't go down Broadway. I'm like, why? Why? What's wrong with it? Right? My first haircut in Michigan was on Broadway, JT's Barbershop. I don't know what was going on in that barbershop, some sketchy stuff, but I felt like the Lord was saying, get your haircut there. And so I did. It was the worst haircut of my life. <laughs> like there was no fade, nothing. But, but, right, it just felt like, man, that, this place is not as dangerous as people call it, think it is. These people need Jesus too. And when you're connected with the Lord, sometimes he'll tell you to go to places you don't want to go. And this is, again, Jonah, right? Uh, but Jonah rose to flee from tar- to Tarshish, from the presence of the Lord. He, he was running away, right? God called him to obedience and and Jonah was like, no, I really don't want to go. At the end of the story, we see that Jonah does go. He does go reluctantly. And that city, you know what happens? They love God. They end up repenting. They end up asking for forgiveness. And they end up loving the Lord. Right? And sometimes God will ask us to go places. You're like, oh, well, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk down Grand Haven down the pier and talk to someone beautiful spot. And, and this is what happened in um, Acts 9 with Philip, right? And now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down uh, from Jerusalem to Gaza. Right? And, he, and Philip says he, he rose and, and went. And he talked to a guy, uh, uh, an Ethiopian eunuch, right? Um, and 
the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. And sometimes it's real easy to share the gospel. Right? Because some people are just so open. Right? This Ethiopian eunuch was already reading scripture. And they just, he just needed someone to explain what this is. And sometimes it's easy as that. There are a lot of people ready and who are willing to accept the gospel. We just have to go. We just got to go. We got to go to those places. We got to go to those people. Right? Um, so, he, Bruce, if you could put this picture up. Um, I was really contemplating on whether I should put this picture up. Uh, but that stuff, for most of you, um, maybe you don't know, I'm training for a marathon three weeks from now uh, in Detroit. And uh, um, I like to take pictures of, of kind of, okay, this is what I need to get ready for this thing. Uh, last week, uh, this past Friday, um, I had to run 20 miles. I had to, right? Um, I could have not. But uh, in order for me to do the marathon, I needed to run 20 miles. I needed to know that, okay, my body could take four hours of running, okay, uh, or more. And so what I did to prepare, right? I got my little waters, my inhaler, right? I got my, all this stuff, right, was simply to prepare for the 20-miler. All week, I've been dreading this. All week, I was just like, man, God, do I really, do you really want me to do this? Um, like, why am I even doing this? Killing my body for this, right? Um, and, and so, like, I went out to go buy these blocks, these goos, right? Uh, all, all these things, right? All in preparation to run this 20-miler. Okay. I also planned the route from Wipidip, Panoluna, all the way down to the deck. Right, that's about 12 miles. Not only, uh, and after that, right after I planned that 12 miles, I said, "Man, I told Janine, I said, man, I got eight more miles to go.'" And you know what happens? Jesus, uh, Jesus, Janine says, "I'll run the last eight with you." Right, I'll run the last eight with you. And so I had my people, I had my places, I planned, I prepped, and what would ha- like. I did finish on Friday, but it was a real struggle, right? But, right, this is the same thing with, with the Lord. If you want to spend time with him, right, if you want to be used by him, you got to plan, you got to prepare, you got to be at those places that he asked you to be, right? You got to talk to those people he wants you to talk to, right? And because out of this whole connecting with God first, right, out of that will come that second commandment of loving people. Again, if we are not connected with the Lord, we will not have an eternal impact in steel neighborhood and the communities that you're in. Church, we, we got to introduce ourselves to Jesus daily. He knows us. He knows that all our, he created us. He knows the intricacies of, of us, right? He knows the numbers of a hair that we have on our, on our head. He, he really does know us, right? Uh, but we got to do our part and constantly reintroduce ourselves to Jesus, ourselves to him in order for us to be effective, right, in this community, right, and in the communities that God has called you to, right, whether that's a hospital, right, whether that's going, uh, working at Nichols or wherever you are, right, being in connection with the Lord allows us to be effective. Right? Guys, being a good person is cool and all, but if there's no reward in it, what's the point? If there's no eternal reward in it, what's the point? But being a, a good person because the Lord, because the Lord has called you to do that, the Lord has called you to a good work, 
man, you're building up treasures in heaven, right? You get to experience those things on earth, right? We get to see God work. All this happens if we come to him first. Begin in prayer. Reintroduce yourself to him. Plan, right? Prepare. Go to those places. Go to those people. Let's pray. God, uh, man, I just ask um, as a church, as, a, as individuals, that we don't make any excuses not to spend time with you. Um, all we simply need is, is a Bible, a notebook, a pen, our phones, just to spend time with you. God, you, you died for us. You did the same for us. You, you planned out your death. You planned out how you were going to save us. You planned out from the very beginning what it would look like, right, for you to save us. And God, I pray that we plan on spending time with you and reading your word and seeing the depth, the height, the width, the breadth of how much you love us. And I pray out of that connection, out of knowing the details of you loving us, comes this breath out of just spending, uh, spending time with people in places you have called us to. Man, we, we could change the world because we have Jesus. Steel neighborhood could be reached because of Jesus. What would that look like for us as Jericho Road Church to be so connected to the Lord that we cannot contain this love that the Lord has for us and sharing it with people? God, I pray we practice um, this outward love uh, with our spouses, with our families. Um, Tomorrow, God, may you put us in places. May we be prepared and listen to, to who you want us to talk to, who you want us to pray for, who you want us to say, hey, Jesus loves you. Three simple turns. God, thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.